0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, May twenty fifth. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's Satalines. Support California farmers. They need it. Drought doubles. Senate Democrats propose clean fuel credit and U.S. Rice makes new inroads to Chinese market. Ian LeMay, keep California food on your plate. In an opinion piece for AgriPulse, Ian LeMay, president of the California Fresh Fruit Association, runs through the many challenges California farmers are facing from recurring drought to consumer demands, pandemic fuel market disruptions, and a tripling of shipping costs along with labor shortages and water scarcity. Farmers are meeting these challenges head-on, but everyone has a role to play to maintain safe, reliable, and healthy food supply, argues LeMay. I believe consumers have a shared responsibility to support the industry. Drought of the Southwest doubles in size in a year. About 92% of the Southwest is experiencing some level of drought compared to about 48% at this time last year. That, according to Brian Fuchs, a climate scientist at the National Drought Mitigation Center, in a webinar yesterday. All of California is currently in drought, while just under half was experiencing dry conditions a year ago. About 73% of the state is facing extreme or exceptional drought, the top categories of the U.S. Drought Monitor. Last year, it was just 3%. If you recall a year ago, what really brought this drought into its own realm was just how hot it was in the summer months through the desert southwest, said Fuchs. And we're seeing a very similar similar signal this summer that doesn't bode well. Some areas will see the impacts of drought really increase with that strong heat, especially if the monsoon season continues to be just as disappointing as the last couple of years have been, he explained. Predictions for June are showing above-normal temperatures across much of the West. Senate Dems propose clean fuel credit. Senate Democrats are proposing to create a new tax credit for clean fuels, as a part of a package of tax incentives intended to address climate change. The new tax credit would replace a series of tax incentives that are now in the books for fuels such as biodiesel, advanced biofuels and natural gas. Fuels could qualify for the new credit if their life cycle emissions are at least 25 percent below the current U.S. national average. Under this proposal, conventional corn-based ethanol producers would be able to apply for the credit, too. Rather than tie incentives to specific technologies, the tax bill ties incentives to emission reductions and climate outcomes, said Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden of Oregon. The committee will consider the bill tomorrow. Take note, there also would be a new tax incentive for electric vehicles key Republican wants transparency from USDA legal staff. Top Republican of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Senator John Bozeman of Arkansas, says he's pushing USDA to share its legal thinking with lawmakers when it comes to key issues, such as the use of the Commodity Credit Corporation. Bozeman tells Agripulse he conveyed that message yesterday to Janie Sims' hit, President Joe Biden's nominee to be USDA's general counsel. The committee will hold a confirmation hearing for HIP on Thursday. We talked at length about the importance of being transparent with us, Bozeman said. We're concerned about them really pushing the envelope on some of the things they're talking about. He says he didn't bring up the CCC specifically, but Republicans argue USDA lacks the legal authority to use the CCC account for a carbon bank. Keep in mind. The climate smart agriculture strategy USDA released last week doesn't mention the CCC or the concept of a carbon bank directly, but still suggests the department could play a role in supporting prices for carbon credits. I'll Take note, Bozeman supports Hips' nomination and isn't aware of any opposition. I think she's poised to do a good job, and certainly has the credentials to be in that position. Bozeman said. And by the way, did you know that Bozeman and Hip both have deep University of Arkansas connections? Bozeman attended the university where he played football for the Razorbacks. Hip, a citizen of the Chickasaw Nation, founded the university's indigenous food and agriculture initiative and got her law degree from the university. U.S. rice makes new inroads to Chinese market. U.S. rice sector is still trying to drum up new business in China, and representatives took full advantage of a recent agricultural showcase event hosted there by USDA's Agricultural Trade Office. The China-based company, Sungiven Foods, which distributed the first U.S. shipment to China that arrived there more than a year ago, donated U.S. rice to give away as samples at the event, says the USA Rice Federation. We were pleased to see Sun Given participate in this activity, allowing us to share U.S. rice to all of the interested visitors, said Jim Gwynn, USDA Rice Director of Asia Promotion Programs. Additionally, we garnered four qualified contacts who expressed interest in U.S. rice, requesting samples and U.S. exporters' contact information, including a food service company, to test in their restaurant. Pasteurized butter requirement upheld by federal court. The Food and Drug Administration properly rejected a petition challenging the agency's authority to require pasteurization of butter, a federal judge ruled yesterday. Raw milk advocate Mark McAfee and the Farm to Consumer Legal Defense Fund sued over the denial of the petition, which sought to have butter removed from the definition of milk products and said FDA did not have a scientific basis for requiring pasteurization. But U.S. District Judge Rudolph Contreras in Washington, D.C. said FDA properly promulgated its 1987 rule requiring pasteurization of milk and milk products under the Public Health Services Act. Plaintiff's argument rests on the false premise that the pasteurization rule works a change to Butter's standard of identity as defined in the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, he said in his decision. They offer no statute, regulation, or case to back that position. Their only support is a misreading of history. Here's today's He Said It. Last year was the first in 22 years I've ever seen where it rained only for two weeks. And then it stopped. That Chuck Maxwell, predictive services manager for the Southwest Coordination Center, in discussing wildfire potential for this year, which is not good. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, May 25th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Cowley.